This is the Nutanix Community Podcast with Angelo Luciani, episode 34. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me on episode 34 of the Nutanix Community Podcast. This week, Dwayne Lesnar and I chat with Magnus Anderson about his recently released tech note called Data Protection for Nutanix AHV-based VMs. It's a fun chat, and believe it or not, the mainframe makes an appearance. Let's jump into the conversation. Hello, and welcome to the Nutanix Community Podcast. Today, we're lucky to have uh, cloud Cloud evangelist extraordinaire Magnus Anderson and co-host Angelo Luciani uh, to talk about all things data protection. Uh, welcome, guys. Magnus, how are you doing? Hi, Dwayne. I'm doing just great. Thank you. Nice being back. I, th- uh, I think it was a year and a half ago since we did the last podcast. Holy yes. smokes. That long. Yeah, I was going to mention this is uh, Magnus' second time on the podcast, Uh uh, so that's pretty exciting. You know, before we uh, hit the record button, um, we're well. I brought up Roxette for one of the guests, and then Riff Raff got brought up. I'll uh, I'll leave it to the listeners to to figure out who's who. But uh, you know, I don't know how we're going to swing that into data protection. But it, it it's it seemed relevant at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the discussion before we hit record was uh, interesting, so we'll we'll, we'll find well, a way to weave it in. Well, you know, you wanna you wanna make sure you're backing up all of your enterprise class MP3s, you know, whether you whether you're doing that to tape disk or cloud backup, it, it seems relevant to me. Good good point. Never never thought of it that way. So good good way to to pull that into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, so Magnus, you you seem at least on the GSO side seem to get um, slammed with anything, you know, vRealize um, orchestration related. That that kind of seems to be your ballpark. So, um, in three easy steps, tell us or explain to everyone how you back up the cloud. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seems easy. Actually, we just renamed GSO, so now it's called Nutanix Services. So that um, that will be the the first first point before oh. talking about um, back. How embarrassing. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, backing up a cloud. Uh, I guess that's a kind of a huge area uh, to cover. But uh, in in general, when building any types of of clouds, we have more or less two different workloads. Either it's the, the management workloads that actually include all the components required to, to run um, uh, and operate the cloud infrastructure. And of course we have the end users um, workloads as well, uh, normally called resource workloads. And uh, yeah, I would wow. say like 99% of the cases, it's all driven by a service level agreement, uptime, recovery point objective, and recovery time objective. So it's not that different from how you actually do backup and recovery in, in the enterprise. I guess it just takes um, yeah, a little bit more uh, work uh, 
to make it um, yeah as an automated task in the cloud since uh, end users tend to um, yeah they would like to have the choice of actually doing uh, backup and restore uh, themselves on a per vm object level oh that's that's one heck of an answer because when i when i tossed that out there i was expecting to you know to being told to go uh, go somewhere else <laughs> but <laughs> yeah it uh, it it's interesting just because every everything's getting automated in VMs and you know even now containers things are kind of getting stood up all over the place. It's not like you yeah. could just go pick you know pick ten things and you know these ten things are going to go to tape and oh maybe these ten things are going to go to to S three and these other ten things you know but uh, it gets overwhelming quite quickly and I think that's probably why there's just a a smattering of uh, of backup technologies. Even even Nutanix in house has kind of a, a laundry list of things that we can do. Um, some things that our partners can do, and you know you <laughs> you you know the the end users kind of left up uh, picking what whatever kind of meets their needs. Um, on the on the Nutanix side, like you just finished writing um, a general paper for AHV. Uh, for data protection, what you know? What are you seeing customers use, um, you know, to protect workloads that are running on AHV? Yeah, as of today, uh, most of the customers are either using an in-guest backup agent or they're using a native uh, Nutanix data protection mechanism. Um, I would say that's the that's the two uh, common use cases. And uh, yeah, as you know, we have um, integration with Commvault. You wrote an excellent paper on that, uh, and it expands to to AHV as well, and not only uh, ESX. Yeah, and I should I should also mention for for folks listening that you know we will have links to to all these um, these documents in the show notes, and they will be posted on the next community. So uh, want to encourage you to to check that out. Um, I know uh, Magnus in your document, um, you know, at a high level, but we don't need to go into too much detail. But you talk about uh, instant recovery, backup and recovery, and archive um, as sort of the, the different categories of, of data protection. Do you want to just go into maybe just high level of each each category um, and, and sort of a, a use case for, for each one if they're different at all? Yeah, sure. Uh, if we start uh, with the instant recovery, uh, we have a, a feature, or uh, yeah, it's a feature in um, in Nutanix uh, where we can actually take take snapshot of of the VMs and store them locally in the Nutanix cluster. And I would say that that is some kind of instant recovery since we're not offloading or sending the data to, to another system. So we're actually storing the, yeah, the copies of, uh, or snapshots of the VMs uh, in the same infrastructure as where the, the VM runs. So it's not a, a backup and recovery solution. It's more used for, yeah, let's say, as you've used snapshot in, in vSphere, you take a snapshot uh, before you ma- make any changes, and if something fails, you can easily easily uh, restore that VM. Right. 
it does not protect against uh, infrastructure failures. Yeah, it uh, the, the local snapshot scenario. I think people people still want that for for speed and recovery. But then yeah. you know the, there's some organizations though that are perfectly fine just having that. And then I guess the yeah. the second part is there's some that are fine with that, and then having a replicated copy, even though it's the same software. I, yeah. I think the the battle hardened vest- veterans that have been you know twenty plus years there's yeah. there's probably no way that they're just living with that they're and it's kind of the whole the whole reason why you have backup partners is because you really don't want the you know if you have if you have the same software sitting on both ends there is the the possibility regardless of how good you can code that you know one problem and in one pool will also be in the other pool and then uh you know bad things could 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 and can happen we're not yeah. uh, we're definitely <coughs> yeah. not immune to them no. yeah totally agree and as you mentioned it, some uh, customers are absolutely fine <clears throat> with just having the the instant recovery um, uh, feature enabled for for their vms so um, yeah <clears throat> Development and yeah, stuff like that. Uh, where you stand up and uh, shut down VMs. Sure. And b- before we go on to the next uh, next um, category of backup and recovery, um, maybe this might be showing my age, but I use I used to uh oh uh, I used to back up Windows systems um, to a mainframe. So I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I don't know if uh, that means I'm old or. Um, uh, just we just like to do things differently. I don't know, but uh, those were uh, those were interesting times to say the least when it came to a restore. So, wow. Well, I have no experience of that solution, so I'll leave that to to you and Dwayne to to discuss. If you <laughs> can add anything, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, Angelo doesn't goof around and he uh, does the backup. He's right right to the big blue. Yeah, big big dollars, <laughs> big dollars. But um, so so Magnus, uh, so we talked instant recovery a bit, and then you also you also in the in the um, the document you also touch on uh, backup and recovery uh, options. Um, you you want to you want to uh, expand on that a bit? I know I think you go into um, third. Part- I, I think I think sorry, but I think we still need to figure out why you're backing up to a mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, don't leave us uh, hanging here. Like, what the uh, heck? I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it was it was fun, but uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I I think um, I don't know what the real motive was behind it. I think <laughs> I, I think uh, it wasn't my choice, but I think it did come down to um, uh, dollars and cents. Uh, but it was an expensive solution, so I don't know how that continued on. But uh, no. yeah, but but the, the you know at the time the company's primary um, focus was the mainframe, and you know Linux and Windows and, and Unix uh, were all sort of secondary um, uh, systems to that. So um, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting times, and and it was all you know sort of in, it was all in guest um, backups. So. That was really interesting, but maybe I should write a, a blog post around that. I well, think, yeah, I think all of the 
the uh, the appliance vendors of the world, like like Rubrik, will be be worried when they hear about this new backup destination. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, just and and what was interesting too, uh, and you know, for, for folks listening, I hope we're not going too far off, but I hope this brings back some memories to people out there, uh, you know, working in IT and all the all the interesting things we see and face. But uh, the one interesting point uh, as well was they were going to put uh, a partition on the mainframe and include uh, and have a Linux running on it. So that was uh, something really interesting. And then, of course, we would move our backups to that Linux partition uh, on the mainframe. So that was uh, that was interesting. Angelo Luciani doing backup to disk before anybody else. <laughs> it was, uh, I feel like a pioneer or I feel like, uh, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad, but. Uh, or, or if you, if you goof up your backups, you'll soon find yourself working in social media. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 um, you know, along with that, we also had a, a robotic, um, this sort of robotic arm that would pull tapes it was really it was really neat to watch but uh not 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 the uh not not the best uh, option but those were those times i guess you know speaking of like old and interesting things i thought i was uh, in a iSCSI shop for a long time and i always wanted you mentioned robotic arm but there's like these the um, t- there's only like two or three vendors that had like iSCSI tape backup and I always thought I wanted one so bad, and I never got my my greasy hands on one. But mm. I still I still think <laughs> they are you know and like there's you know size of you know size of our probably our headquarters sure. each floor with giant you know tape up tape libraries still interesting technology, but probably on its last legs. Sure, sure. And <clears throat> and, and you know let me let me let me uh, uh, go back a little bit further even. Um, uh, we, we should actually do a show on, um, on this, <laughs> uh, look, we, we've turned it into backup nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw, I'll throw a little wrench into, uh, to it as well. Um, think about, uh, have you ever heard of token ring? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Well, we were running token ring, uh, <laughs> early on as well. So I never, I thought I would only hear, I thought I would only read about token ring in, um, <laughs> textbooks and, and and things like that but i actually got to experience token ring so that was that was pretty interesting and the and the uh the cable uh room it wasn't a closet it was a room um was pretty um pretty crazy as well so that's some uh some looking back some things i've i've read in a textbook and some things i've experienced so that's that's pretty pretty interesting I only got to see Token Ring, like the remnants. Like it used to be in a building, yeah. but then it got replaced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, f- just for those folks out there, this might bring a smile to your face. Um, um, the beaconing that happens on a Token Ring network when, when one of your printers is going a little crazy is really, really fun to track down. I remember spending a few nights uh, at the office trying to track down a beaconing printer. So that was uh, fun times. But uh, I think we've gone back to like nineteen something. I don't know. So let's let's uh, let's get back to twenty sixteen. Um, 
And uh, so, Magnus, you, you know, you had another uh, category in your uh, in your document called backup and recovery. And I think in there you mentioned things about um, third party tools. Like you just touched on Commvault a bit. Um, do you want to expand on that a little bit? Um, let folks know what what options are there as well. Well, after your um History lesson here. I'm, I'm quite lost. So, but uh, yeah, let me try to, <laughs> yeah. to 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 come back to something meaningful. But yeah, uh, so so the big uh, or the main difference between instant recovery and backup and recovery in this uh, data protection paper we have put together is that the instant recovery uh, that is actually kept within the infrastructure where you run the the workloads and the backup and recovery, then you're actually sending your backed up data to to some place else so and in our case it would be either you send it to another Nutanix infrastructure or you're using in guest backup agents that actually pushes the the data to to another to another system or as uh, you just mentioned we can use uh, use Commvault right. as well with the Commvault integration Right. Dwayne, did you did you write something around that as well, Commvault uh, integration? I have no idea what you're talking about. What is Commvault? <laughs> yes, you did. It's a it's a really good paper. As well. it, yeah. yeah, there's you know like different like so. I think when people think Commvault, they probably right away want to go talk about IntelliSnap because it seems like it is the cool, sexy feature from from Commvault, but in in my mind, I think the reality is is that streaming, like doing a, a streaming backup, um, going and using change block tracking, is like a perfect fit for ninety percent of all use cases. Like where where you'd want to use something like IntelliSnap is really for your your high transactional workloads. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of the backup uh, vendors, um, yeah, at some point. Or most are taking like a hypervisor-based snapshot for you to to grab the data off, um, and so IntelSnap is kind of doing the same thing. But it's why why you want to use it is that it lessens the window of uh, that hypervisor-based snapshot sticking around. So you know the hypervisor snapshot happens, then <clears throat> and then uh, once everything's uh, um, QSed the file system then you know, basically a hardware snap on the Nutanix side can happen and then that that hypervisor based snapshot gets you know blown away and so the window is very short because the longer it sticks around um, that means there's a larger commit that also has to happen after the backup and so it kind of leads to IO amplification on on your system and so but it uh, it's the the way that it handles distribution of load is not as great as what you can do with streaming, um, because when you go to to do a backup or a restore with IntelliSnap, today it only it only uses one host, so basically all your network traffic is is going through one host. So there's there's some planning to do um, around it. There's nothing there's nothing that can't be done. You just have to spend some some more time on on the design um, to get that whereas streaming's pretty pretty simple to to get right that's you know that's my opinion anyway yeah and and you you did write a a, a tech note on that as well correct yeah it was 
primarily focused on Commvault and, and vSphere at the time. Mm. We um, Just as that was finishing and was kind of moving on to other things, then we had support for uh, HV. So, but Commvault's kind of a cool vendor because they they real well. They support you know a myriad of, of hypervisors, but you can also do things like take a, a Hyper V backup and use their their boot CDs and you know get it over to uh, vSphere or AHV. So they they have quite a bit of flexibility, and um, they also have like a workflow engine too, which is is kind of interesting, but. A lot of a lot of options that you have to go through too, though. So it's kind of depending on how you look at it. Yeah. it can be it can be good or bad. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there's also if I if memory serves, there's also a video that that um, I think uh, someone from Commvault put out, sort of a, a tech preview. Or um, gosh, I can't recall. We'll have it in the show notes, but it, I think it's um, backing up or. Yeah, it was it was Damien. Right, um, he's a PM at Commvault, and uh, he it's kind of interesting too. Like a lot of people in our company, that get uh, an opportunity to to move around and do other things. He was he was in support for years, and so he's a uh, an awesome guy to work with. As far as you know, you ask him a question, he he knows the answer like right off the top of his head. So made uh, made doing that paper uh, with him and Magnus pretty easy to to get done. Right, good stuff. Um, and I guess, uh, Magnus, uh, finally, I think the third item you had in your, your tech note was, um, third category was archive. Um, yes. Yep. Do you want to, do you want, yeah. Do you want to just quickly touch on that? I would say that is an extension to, to backup and recovery, meaning that you actually move the, move the backup data, uh, from the backup system and, and store it persistently somewhere else. Okay. Uh, maybe in a mainframe or a tape drive. I don't know. So um, that'll be your choice. Okay. And uh, just just to let folks know, um, Dwayne Magnus, um, uh, you'll both be at Dot Next this year, correct? Yeah, that's correct. We'll be booth babing it up. Good, good, <laughs> yes. Good stuff. So <laughs> so if if you know listeners uh, want to meet you guys. Um, they will be at the Nutanix booth. They'll be all around the um, the show. Uh, really looking forward to um, people coming out to the show uh, on conference as well, um, uh, etc. So um, looking forward to that. Don't don't be shy. I always tell people don't be shy. Come up and say hi. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure Dwayne and, and Magnus be more than more than happy to sit down and, and have a, another coffee. Uh, at the show with with, the, with you, so that'd be um, don't don't ever be shy. Um, I think I think Dwayne, you had you had uh, another um, another item you wanted to touch on. Just the the fact that now we uh, Nutanix has its own Nutanix guest tools, which you know the why it applies to backup is because we do have our own uh, VSS hardware provider, mm. and that. That in itself is kind of like a, a hidden gem, especially when, when backing up things like SQL that, you know, we're talking, I was talking about stun times and hypervisors based snapshots. Well, that can, that can totally eliminate it altogether. So, you know, the, if you can avoid it at all costs, then you're kind of on a, a good path. And so we, we have that for ESXi and HV today, the VSS hardware provider. And, 
you know, it's soon that that greatness or goodness will also make its way into um, other backup uh, providers as well. You, you can make backup as boring or as sexy as you want. There's lots of uh, different avenues to, to go down, I guess, depending on how many shillings you have in your pocket. <laughs> Magnus, uh, Dwayne, any last uh, last words? No, not, not, not really on, on the backup. Just go off and – or I guess if you're like doing a public safety announcement, be safe, be protected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Okay, guys, thanks so much for the time, and we will see you at .next in Las Vegas. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on the Nutanix community blog at next.nutanix.com. For those heading to our .next conference in June, I hope to meet many of you in person. And by the way, there's still time to register, so just head over to nutanix.com slash next. So with that, from Dwayne and myself, we'll see you next time.